Thank you for making this precious investment into your life. We believe the Word of God will transform you and usher you into new levels of God's goodness today. Be blessed as you hear this message. That life is made up of infinite choices. Life is made up of infinite choices. You know, most decisions such as what to eat for breakfast, lunch, or dinner are slightly impactful. What do I mean? What you ate last night, no one knows. Maybe you make some gari and uh, some peanuts, and you had it, no one knows about it. Maybe you had turkey, maybe you had salad, maybe you didn't eat, maybe you were fasting, maybe you had only water. But nobody sees it. But as you continue to eat such food, depending upon the nutrients in the food, it can have effect on your life. If you choose to eat carbohydrate, breakfast, lunch, dinner, the impact will be there. Your sugar might go up, you might put on weight, isn't it? When you choose to eat well, it can also have effect. But you realize that some of the food that is not good for our health tastes very good. Sugar is good, but it's not good for you. Can you imagine taking porridge without sugar? Oil is good, fatty food tastes very good, but it's not healthy. So the continuation of bad food can have effect. But when you eat it once a while, nobody knows what you've eaten. So the effect is not immediate. But some decisions can either make us or break us. You made a decision to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. That is why you are here. And your life is better. It's a decision you made. If God were to save everybody on the face of the earth... We, we can't have room for, church, for people to stay in churches. But the decision is taken by the person who wants to say that, I want to accept Christ as Lord and Savior. Probably you were drunkard, but by the grace of God, you don't drink anymore. Isn't it? Probably you were a cheater, but you don't do so. Probably you were chasing after all girls, but now you stopped. Because God has imparted your life. You are a better person. You don't hate people like you used to do. You don't grumble like you used to do. God has changed you. And now you can look at yourself and you can say that, God, I thank you for saving me. It's a decision you made. And it was a good decision, quality one. Whom you marry is a choice. But the one you marry can either break you or make you. You can be a nice, loving, caring person. But the one you marry will have impact on your life. And by the time you realize, you come to church for coming sake. On the other hand, if you marry a person who loves God... Who wants to be in the house of God? Who wants to promote the kingdom of God? Your life is better because the person is impacting you for good. So these are decisions that we make. 
in life that makes us better or worse. What about education? You can invest your life years to go to school, and now your life is better because you are well paid, you have a decent job. It was a decision you made to educate yourself. A decision you made to turn your life around. Even your friends can impart you, make an impartation on you. When you walk with them, when you rub shoulders with them, you might think they will not make an impact on you. They start grumbling. You shut them down. By the time you realize you're on the same boat. Hello? That is why it's so important. If you tell me who your friend is, I can tell you who you are. Is that not true? If you tell me who your friend is, you can be a nice, loving, caring person. But if you tell me who your friend is, a person is a gossiper. I know you gossip, but no one knows about it. So the friend you choose can turn your life around, either for good or for the worse. Life is full of choices. And the type of education you, and the type of decision you make in choosing results in where you are today. What you are today depends on what you, you decided on last year or two years ago or ten years ago. And the decision you're making now will depend upon your future. If you say that I'm going to follow God, I'm going to love God, I'm going I'm, I'm to devote my life to serve him, to make my house a house of peace, that is what you taste of in future. It's a decision. Life is full of choices. Even the clothes you have, you have on, it's a choice. You have lots of clothes in the closet. You chose to wear the one you're wearing now. True or false? How many colors of clothes do you have in your clothes? But you chose to wear black because you want to make, it's a decision you made. The car you buy is a decision. The church you go is a decision. Even the number of kids to have is a decision. Is it not true? Everything we have in life, you, you decide and you choose. And therefore, I want to present to you my topic this morning. Integrity is also a choice. Integrity is also a choice. Say to your neighbor, integrity is a choice. Say it with say it with say it with a smile. Say it to the next neighbor. Did they say anything back to you? <laughs> integrity is a choice. And someone may ask, what, what does it mean? What's the meaning of integrity? Integrity is doing the right thing at all times, in all circumstances, whether or not. Anyone is watching. You want me to repeat it? You want me to repeat it? Integrity means doing the right thing at all times, in all circumstances, whether or not anyone is watching. The right thing at all times, in all circumstances, 
whether anyone is watching or not. And I want to give you a typical example. I, I, when I was in Ghana, do you know when the, 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 the passenger cars are loading, they want people to come and... <laughs> They want people to come so that they can take them to where they are. And there are a lot of towns. And there was this guy. Actually, it was on last week. I don't know if they recorded it. For example, if they're going to Ottawa, they were saying that we're going to Ottawa. Come, come right now. The moment you, the moment you sit in the car, we are going. One person left. If you're in a rush, come. Are you sound familiar? If you want to rush, come. If you want to go now, you are the last person. Just come, come, come. We are waiting for you. By the time you go in this car, there's nobody there. You have to stay in the car until it's filled up before they take you. But woe be unto you if you tell them that I have to wait for a few hours. You want to get up and join another car. You will smell pepper. They have a union. So why are they lying to people when it's not the truth? And no one sees anything wrong with what they are doing. We're talking about integrity. Do you know that it takes courage to do the right thing, no matter the consequences, especially when everyone is in the wrong? It takes courage. It takes courage to go against the current. It takes courage to be abnormal. Because when everybody is doing something wrong, it becomes normal, right? Now that they legalize marijuana, it's normal. But I pray that no church member will get involved. And if you're involved, you have to repent. You don't want to be abnormal. You want to be normal. You don't want to be labeled. You want to do it because everyone is doing it. But the book of Matthew chapter 7 and verse 13 says, For wide is the gate and broad is the way. That leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Verse 14 of Matthew 7 says, Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, And there are few who find it. The road is broad. Everyone is doing it. Everyone is lying. Everyone is fornicating. Everyone is drinking. Everyone is taking cannabis. So it's good. Not too many people walk in integrity. But you know that building a reputation of integrity takes years. But it takes a little mistake to lose it. And I want to explain. For you to be called a person of integrity, it takes years to build it. For people to know who you are. For people to know that you are truthful. For people to know that you don't lie. For people to know you don't cheat. For people to know what, whatever you say is the truth. You, it takes years to build, but it takes one action. To blow it. But do you also realize that even when you blow it and you confess, God forgive, but man do not forgive. 
It is therefore important that you do not allow yourself or anyone to damage that which you've taken years to build. Your integrity must be protected. But the only person who protects your integrity is who? Huh? Oh, no, I'm not hearing. Who can protect your integrity? You. Yourself. You are the only one who can protect your integrity. Nobody can protect it for you. If somebody wants to mess it up, no, you will protect it. See, we live in the world where integrity is not talked about enough. And the saying goes, the end justifies the means. And this has become an acceptable school of thought for many. The end justifies the means. And I want to give you some few examples. You go to the bakery shop. They are baking, you could smell the bread. You know, sometimes when they are baking, you're looking for, where is this nice smell coming from? So you walk into the bakery shop. And you saw the bread on the counter. And you tell, you tell the baker you want one. Probably the one he baked yesterday is what was in the counter. But the smelling one is still in the oven. And you ask them, when did you bake it? Oh, this morning. Have, have, have you gone through that before? Oh, this morning. You buy the bread, you go home, you realize it's not fresh. You go to the farmer's market. They are oranges. You know, sometimes they, they peel one, they, they, they cut into pieces and they want you to taste it. Sometimes they find a nice one that tastes very good for you to taste. By the time you buy a bushel, a basket full, you go home, you can't even taste it because it's very sour. We're talking about integrity. Why didn't the baker tell you that the bread was baked yesterday? And why didn't the farmer tell you that this is a special orange, so taste it. The ones might not taste as good as the one you've tasted. You're looking for a job. You go for a job interview. You prepare a nice resume. And they ask you, what's your experience? You said 10 years. Meanwhile, you've not worked anywhere before. Amen. And the job you did has nothing to do with what you are applying for. Maybe you are working with machines. Now you're going to work with computers. That's the reason why I'm admonishing everybody to go to the career coaching. It's not for only young people. If you need of a job, do you know that sometimes you go to some of these places for them to coach you, you pay thousands. But God has blessed this church. We have so many things, but we don't take advantage of it. You are struggling to look for a job. Go and get coached instead of you writing 10 years where you don't have experience. <laughs> Hallelujah. You're working with a company. You're calling sick. We're talking about integrity. Do you understand the examples I'm giving you? You're calling sick. Your boss pick up the phone. Then you pretend like you are coughing. <laughs> and you've made your voice like you have cold. But in actual fact, you need.
need a day off to run your own personal errands. What's your integrity? Your leader calls you. I didn't see you in church. They said, I had a headache. But you didn't wake up early because you slept late. So these are the things that is not pleasing to God. As children of God. We, we, we think these things are little things that doesn't matter. It matters. My last trip, before I had this one. When I boarded a flight, the middle seat had four, four rows. And this guy came to sit by me. And usually when people sit by me, I talk to them. I want to, you know, communicate with them where they're going, where they live, their family, that kind of thing. So this guy came, sat right beside me. So we started talking. I said, so uh, it was British Airways. I said, Are you, do you live in London? He said, no, I, I, live in, I live in Ghana, but I'm visiting their family. I said, for how long? He said, five days. I said, you're traveling all this far for five days. Why? He said, no, I need to rush and see some friends and some family members. So I, I'm just going for, so we're chatting and chatting and chatting. What happened was this boy, this, this, this about maybe less than two months ago, this man works with a company and his boss is traveling to Australia. So the boss said, I'm leaving, take charge. And the moment the boss told him what day he was traveling, going to Australia, you can't take any other uh, airline. So once we're chatting, all that I heard, the, I heard the guy saying, I'm caught, I'm caught. I said, for what? You caught for what? What are you talking about? <laughs> Do you know that the boss, the immediate boss, the big guy, was also traveling with the same airline? Let me finish my story. <laughs> was also traveling with the same airline. And the seat that the guy was sitting, the boss was given an assigned seat next to the guy. I was in the aisle. The guy was sitting next to me. And the boss was sitting next to the guy. How do you explain yourself? Somebody who can promote you. Your immediate boss. The moment you heard you were traveling, you book a flight to leave without asking permission from your boss. And, and God being so good. <laughs> because the Lord wanted to expose him. But the same flight, it's, it's, it's not even the next day. The same day, and the seat next to him. Then you go, he was going, oh, I'm caught. Oh, I'm really sorry. So where is your integrity? How would you be promoted? Probably he's even a Christian. He kept on. And for about 10 minutes, the, the boss didn't say anything. He was just watching him. Until later, the boss, you could see his face. Because he's leaving the company, you are in charge. 
The moment you see him leaving, you've also bought a flight, left the company the way it is to fly out. And sometimes we look at these things, we say to ourselves, there's nothing wrong. I want to tell this one that there's everything wrong with it. Because God wants us to live in integrity. If he had told the boss you want to travel, don't you think he had told him, let me go, come back, and I'll give you permission to go. Even if he doesn't allow you, there's nothing wrong with that. The list goes on. And it takes the person or persons committing the act of dishonesty to convince himself that they have a perfect, valid reason or reasons why the end result justify the lack of integrity. He has a reason for it. He's visiting his family. But this is dishonesty. And he thinks that it justifies what he's doing. And sometimes as Christians, we look at these things as nothing. We tell ourselves the end justifies the means. What I'm doing justifies the means. The one who sold you a day old bread thinks that he needs to make money. He thinks that he has to get rid of the old bread first before he sells the new one. The one who went for the job interview and lied that he has 10 years experience. Needs a job. He has a family. He needs money. But does that justify your means? Does it justify it? The one who took a day off and told the boss he's sick. Especially in this cold weather. Anybody can get sick. Especially when you wake up in the morning, your voice is so cold. They think really you have cold. But does it justify it? Do we serve a God who lies? Our God is a God of integrity. Hallelujah. And therefore, as children of God, we have to do what our Father does. The whole world might think it's okay. Everybody might think that's the norm. Everybody is practicing it. And we are also doing as children of God. But that did justify the means. God wants us to be sincere. He wants us to walk right. He doesn't want us to say something and practice versa. Because our God is a God of integrity. We invite you to connect with our ministry. To order inspirational books, messages, and other resources, call us toll free at 1-888-263-4272. You can also visit us online at www.anfgc.org. There you can also find a local All Nations Full Gospel Church branch in your city.